1: Today we have a great revenge story of making somebody live a near-Amish lifestyle. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my stepsisters would constantly steal my food and lie about it, so I got creative. This happened many years ago, but it's a great story. When I, 18-year-old male, had just graduated school, I moved in with my mom, stepdad and five sisters, three of them stepsisters. Previously I was living with my dad in another state. Up until then I had effectively been an only child aside from summer vacations so I wasn't really used to being around all of these girls. My stepsisters and I weren't very close and a lot of their behavior wasn't the best. I did my best to mind my own business while living there. One thing to get out of the house was my entry level job at a buffet called the Golden Corral. Things were going great. I was making money and I was able to purchase an employee buffet daily for only $3. This was a lifesaver because the house was full of diet foods and I struggled to get enough calories. To better my calorie situation, I would fill a giant cup with soda and bring it home and store it in the family fridge. The soda didn't stay in the fridge, someone was sneaking into it. It didn't take long to realize that someone was taxing my soda, as it would go from 80% full to maybe 30% full after a single day. I confronted my sisters on this when they were together one day, and all of them, with big smiles, vehemently denied any soda drinking. I left feeling like they were really insulting my intelligence and laughing at me behind my back. The behavior continued for a few more days. A few days later, when I brought home a giant soda, and I drew all over it with a sharpie, skull and crossbones, poison, do not drink, then I dumped some out and peed in the cup before putting it back in the fridge. It was one of those stinky yellow dehydrated peas. The next day, I was not disappointed. Like a mouse in a trap, only about 20-30% to of the contents was left in the cup. My sisters, 16-year-old female, 16-year-old female, and 19-year-old female, were sitting in the kitchen smirking at me as I checked the cup. I can still see their smiling eyes in my mind's eye. They were picking on me and they loved it. Did you ladies drink any of my soda? Brianna, 19-year-old female. No, she said with mock innocence through a big smile. My other stepsister is trying to suppress a giggle. Oh good, that would be really gross if you did. I try to warn everyone not to drink any with all of the labels and everything on the cup. I showed them the skull and crossbones. Worried looks, they have nothing to say. Yeah, someone has been stealing my soda and I'm not sure who it is but I'm glad that it's not you ladies because I peed in this one immediate outrage from both stepsisters. Brittany, 16-year-old female, said, That's so gross! You're so gross! Why would you do that? Her face was the picture of true horror and disgust. I said, Not sure why you care. You already said you didn't drink it. I was tired of people stealing from me, so whoever it was drank a lot of my pee. I started laughing, which only made the two stepsisters angrier outraged comments and noises, accusations that I'm gross, etc. I repeated my previous points about how they shouldn't care, because it wasn't them anyway, like they said. This banter went on for a bit before they stormed out of the room. I never got in trouble for this. A year later, my mom and stepdad got divorced. All of my step-siblings blocked all of my siblings on Facebook, and we've never heard from them again. To this day, this experience was one of my favorite memories with them. They were basically horrible all the time. My question is, is if they were so insistent on having all of that diet stuff, why ruin it all by stealing OP soda because soda is like the worst thing you can have if you're trying to diet or watch your calories or sugar or anything. Obviously, like, there was some level of just enjoyment in knowing they were stealing from OP. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, My dad kicked me out as a teen, but I had the last laugh. I did another post on here that you guys seem to have enjoyed, so here's another story from my more delinquent years. When I was 17 years old, I would mostly just play World of Warcraft and do the bare minimum in high school. During my senior year, I had over 20 absences most involved me skipping to play games i lived in a rural farmhouse so internet was expensive and unreliable this is 2008 we were poor and didn't have internet but my neighbor did and unbeknownst to my dad 46 year old male and stepmom 32 year old female i set up a wireless extender with said neighbor's permission so i could do homework it just barely reached my bedroom in the back deck I'd play games in my room on the internet all the time, and my parents didn't even realize I had internet. They just figured that WoW was another non-internet game, and I didn't enlighten them. As I got close to graduation, I did some self-reflection and decided to give video games up. I'd given them up for an entire week and was so proud of myself that I decided to open up to my father and tell him about my progress. I told him that I had had internet for over six months, and that had reached my bedroom. I didn't mention the extender. My dad, 46-year-old male, was not pleased that I'd been playing this many games under his nose. Up until then, he was a fairly absentee parent, but then he wanted to lay down the law, and he demanded to take permanent possession of my laptop so he could sell it and presumably cut me off of any future gaming. This felt unfair to me because the laptop was a gift for my grandmother, and I couldn't afford to replace it. He also wanted to drive me to and from school where I previously had a lot more freedom on a bike. I was almost 18 years old and felt like I'd taken care of my own problem and didn't need this. I didn't give my dad the laptop. I'd hidden it in one of my dad's broken down cars. When it became clear I wouldn't surrender my laptop, my dad didn't take it well and he beat me up.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in-between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best,
2: and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable
1: I moved out to my friend's house a few farms over to finish high school. His parents were super supportive. They didn't like my dad much. I wasn't welcome back in my dad's house. On one occasion, when I saw my dad and stepmom's car gone, I snuck into the house to get my things. My stepmom had already packed up my room into neat boxes. Weirdly, I noticed that my dad's entire computer setup was on the house's back porch. He was using the internet no doubt for adult entertainment, he had a huge issue with that, behind my stepmom's back. On my way out, I walked to the edge of the property where the wireless extender was, and I took it with me. He didn't even know about it anyway. When I finally did talk to my dad eight months later, he asked if I knew how to fix the internet. I just love the absolute dumb logic behind the father here, where you go to your father and you say, Hey, I had this addiction to gaming. I finally quit it and I've stopped gaming. And OP's met with, Stop gaming! You can't game anymore! It's like, yeah, I just said I stopped doing that. This next story is, My boyfriend tried to cheat on me, so I sent his sister a message and his mom a letter. I was with him for half a year, and it was clear he was gonna have to go abroad for work for 10 months, and he was the first one to say he wants to get through it together as a couple. He told me how much he loved me and everything that was amazing about me all the time. He took me to his sister's wedding and generally involved me with a lot of his family and always showered me with love and affection. I thought he was super committed until a couple days after we kissed goodbye at the airport and started long distance. I was preparing a very elaborate, thoughtful gift for which I needed to read our first messages again, so I downloaded Hinge again and saw that he updated his profile and was looking for women in his area on there now. I confronted him and he confessed and gave me all kinds of crappy excuses, so of course I dumped his butt. I didn't want him to do this to me with no consequences, though. I messaged his sister on social media to ask if he'd been cheating on me back home already. Respectfully, while in reality I just used the message as a way to let her know he was trying to cheat on me over in Dublin. Then today I sent a letter to his mom telling her it was a pleasure to meet her and the family, as they're all very warm, friendly people which is true, especially she was a sweetheart and she absolutely adored me and seemed to be as convinced as I was that her son was serious about me and that I think it's unfortunate that things didn't work out between me and her son due to his infidelity, but that I wanted to thank her for the warm welcome into the family and wanted to properly say goodbye with this letter. I know he's probably going to try to twist the whole thing around, but I have a tiny bit of hope that she'll believe me and that he's at least going to get into a bit of trouble with his family there, since they all really like me and him ruining this so fast is too low of a blow to ignore. I may also drive to his grandma's to drop off some of his stuff he left me, since he stores all his stuff at her house while he's gone, and I may or may not slip that info in the conversation when I give her the stuff. I mean, you want to get some great revenge against some people who seem like they don't care? If they care about their relationship with their mom, letting their mom know what happened is a great way to do it. Our next story is, want me to pay for a service I will not receive? About five years ago, I married the love of my life. One of the plans for our honeymoon involved his full spa day at this cute little ma and pa place in the town we were staying in. I was hesitant to book it because it was a pretty big splurge for our budget. However, it was our honeymoon, so what the heck, it's worth the memories. Spa day rolls around, probably should have confirmed the calendar the night before, but I already knew the appointment was for 11am. I now have to admit, this was a today I freaked up. Anyway, we wake up and slowly start to get ready, then my calendar reminder goes off at 10am saying our spa appointment is now starting. Okay, my bad, but honestly it isn't the end of the world. The whole thing was supposed to take six hours, and we're staying five minutes down the road. We can be out the door in a minute or two. I call the spa, and Karen answers the phone. I give her my info and ask if we can still come in and just skip the first 30 minutes of our massage. Karen tells me there's absolutely no way we can come in late to an appointment. Their therapists are on a tight schedule, and there isn't any way they can accommodate our poor planning. Yes, she said that. My polite pleas fell on deaf ears. On top of that, Karen also said that the card I would put on file would still be charged for the full day. My new wife and I had to accept that there wouldn't be a spa day on our honeymoon. We were going to attempt to make the most of it anyway. We were optimistic as we were still in a tourist town. We just had to keep in mind whatever we did would add to our budget. That was until the spa called us back about 20 minutes later. I said, hello? Karen says, hey, this is Karen again. The card you used to book the appointment was declined? In order for us to pay our masseuses, I need another card to charge the pre-booked appointment. I said, oh, that's right. That card was stolen two months ago. You want me to give you my new one for a service I'm not going to receive? She says, yes, we have to charge you in order to pay our employees. I said, oh, good luck with that. Bye now. Second call, I say, hello. Karen says, hey, I talked to the manager. We can get you and your wife in for an hour massage, but we'll have to charge you for the whole day so we can cover the cost of our employees. I just need your new card number ahead of time. I say, but you told me there was nothing you could do. Tight schedule and all. Are you sure you can fit us in? Karen says yes. I talked to the manager. We can make it work. I said, oh darn. Well, see, my card is in my wallet across the room. I don't really have time to get it with all the other things we scheduled to do. Goodbye. They called back two more times, then left a message saying we could have the rest of the whole spa day, but I was unable to answer. I was too busy having a blast at the zipline park we attended with our saved cash. I mean, I get it if this business wants to be stingy as all heck and say, well, you missed your appointment, therefore we can't do anything, and we're also still going to charge you. Obviously wouldn't get repeat business, but I guess it doesn't matter when you're in a tourist area. But I'll tell you one thing. If almost anybody were in OP's position where they call up and say, well, your card declined, can you give us a new one? Almost anybody in that position would be like, click. Not even hear them out, just block their number. Run off into the sunset laughing. This next story is, got my crappy roommate hundreds of red light tickets. Back in the early 2000s, I was in college. I had a roommate that was like my best friend. Until I caught him stealing from me. And then pieced together that he was behind previously undetermined disappearances of items in the apartment over the years i felt so betrayed and the evidence was ironclad i confronted him about it he lied about it i decided to move out in my last week there i got a brilliant idea he left his keys on a hook by the door i had a ski mask there was an intersection less than a mile from our house with red light cameras in every direction I started taking the car out in the wee hours of the morning and just doing big donut loops in this intersection. It felt like I was surrounded by paparazzi there were so many flashes going off. I did this at least 5 different nights and did more loops than I could count. I'd moved out before any of the tickets could have arrived, but I heard about them from the third guy who we lived with. I can just imagine this in some kind of like TV show or movie. Shows them looking up at the rack, seeing the keys hanging there. Have a small beat of contemplation wash over them, and then just hard cut to that car doing donuts in the middle of that intersection. Maybe a little dramatic, cathartic yelling while they're doing it. I'm just impressed that at some point they didn't, like, send a cop to just monitor that area after a few days. Our next story is, I started young with the petty. I was 15, got my first paycheck job working for a fast casual restaurant. Manager was incompetent. For example, changing his mind about what people should be doing. Send me out to bus tables. Then, before I could get started, send me back to wash dishes. And people were practically crashing into each other. I found out he got the job by nepotism with no experience. Also, he violated labor laws, pressured me to work till close on school nights when I was underage for that, And I was falling asleep in class. Anyway, jobs sucked. But I knew they were desperate. Watched a dishwasher get fired for getting pissed off and breaking dishes against a wall. Get rehired three days later, for example. I was planning to give two weeks notice and quit anyway. But in the initial hiring interview, I said there's this weekend thing in a few months I'll be out of town. I'd saved up for, and I'd be out a certain Thursday to Sunday. He said 100%, no problem. Just put it on the time off request in advance like the week before. So I did that. Then found I was on the schedule afterward. Went to the manager who went full jerk to the point of telling me there are lots of people looking for work. If you don't want to follow the schedule, I can hire someone to replace you in five minutes. A couple days later, I was scheduled 5pm to close on a Saturday night and was the only dishwasher. Fired rehired guy somehow had the night off So I called at 4.50, told him I was quitting immediately. He was incredulous that I would do that. Then I said, you told me you could replace me in five minutes. You've got ten. I found out when I went to get my paycheck that he was furious all evening and ended up having to wash dishes himself. Dude never did anything that I could see. Found out later he was fired a couple weeks later because of his incompetence. Yeah, hey, what are you upset about? I gave you double the amount of time you said you needed. I just think in general, when you're working a job that's like fast food or just some lower tier job that you don't really care about, the manager cannot go around being like, you guys are worthless, you guys are easily replaceable. In a job that probably already has bad turnover rates, you're only going to be contributing to the problem. Our next story is revenge on my former witchy co-worker at the big blue store. So a long, long time ago, when the world was dark and hope was lost... I worked at the big blue store known for its smiley face stickers and greeters that were dead inside. I wasn't the world's greatest employee, but I got on well with my fellow blue worker bees. I liked them. They liked me. All was unicorns and rainbow glitter. Oh, who am I kidding? That job sucked and it was made worse by a low-level cashier henceforth known as Ida. Why Ida? I don't know. Sorry, couldn't resist. Ida was old. Ida was bitter. Ida was quite frankly an entitled witch who made everyone's life heck, especially mine. She lived to embarrass me in front of customers, and positively glowed when she felt she had the upper hand. Maybe her depends were too tight, or she was permanently constipated. So, fast forward about 6 months after I was set free from the blue pit of death, I was in need of a calculator. Yeah, yeah, this was way before smartphones, shut up. I saw Shade down to electronics, picked out a cute little pocket calculator, on sale, 3.89 or thereabouts. I skipped up to the cash, plopped it down, dug out my wallet and looked up. It was Ida. Oh crap. So I smiled politely. She smirks back, rang my calculator through, $15. "Nope," says I, "$3." Ida smirked harder. Nope, you must be mistaken, dear. Clearly it's 15. No, I no longer work there. I didn't have to take her crap anymore. I glared at her. Nope, sign said three. Please have it checked. Ida grinned at the customer behind me, smirked at me again. Clearly you are wrong. Again, just like you always were when you worked here. And if you continue to argue, I will get you banned. I was pissed, glared at her manager now ida paused looked confused now called over the front manager who asked what was going on i said not much except your employer is denying me proper customer service by refusing to double check a simple price for me the manager glared at ida who gulped manager went down and checked the price 389 give it to me for free with apologies forced ida to apologize that was pure gold After the manager left, I had my moment of pure petty revenge. I looked at her and said, You may have treated me like crap when I worked here, and I had to tolerate your garbage, but I no longer work here, and when I come in here as a customer, you will treat me with respect, or I will personally make it my mission to get your butt fired. Are we clear? I glanced at the customer behind me, and she was grinning so big, I grinned back. Looked over at Ida, who was making dying fish faces, and walked out. I got revenge on Ida, and a free calculator. Bonus! Ida would like to be the other customer getting to watch this. I mean, if you were in OP shoes, would you come back, you know, a few days later or a week later? Just trying to even just seek Ida out, just to kind of remind them of what you said. This next story is small, but glorious. I was pulling into a parking lot for a regional gas station slash convenience store to get a little snack before picking up my kids from daycare after work. Every space is taken except for one. On the left of this one spot, a car is parked in a handicapped zone. It's inside the lines, but just barely and somewhat crooked. Fine. On the right, a minivan is parked straight, but at least a foot into my empty space. At first, my instinct is to back away and look for another spot elsewhere or in the street. But then my pettiness taps me on the shoulder, and I just pull in there as tight as humanly possible to the minivan on the right. I manage to suck my gut in and squeeze out of my door to go inside and get my snack. I sit down at one of the tables, deliberately right on the other side of the window from my parking spot, and I wait. A nice little family of three gets their ice cream and leaves, but they go to a different car. A couple middle-aged ladies pay for their drinks, and neither goes to the minivan. So I open my snack and start eating and scrolling when from the corner of my eye I see movement right outside the window. I look up and notice a textbook looking Karen leaning against the hood of the minivan scooping ice cream. I don't know how I missed her before but I've got her hook line and sinker. She's just sitting there scooping ice cream though seemingly unbothered. Then a man approaches her and they talk for a second and I see him look at my car. Then he comes into the store and asks me if that's my car. I tell him skeptically that it is indeed my car. He asks me to move it because this lady needs to get home. So he doesn't even know this lady. She sent a stranger in to talk to me. I, with the patience of an angel, simply state that I'm not ready to leave. And if she doesn't have room enough to get in her own car, then she should have parked within the lines of her own parking space. The man quietly walks away without another word. Moments later, as I'm taking the final bite of an all-time delicious snack, the woman sheepishly opens the sliding rear passenger door of the van and crawls through to the driver's seat. I smile to myself. Now I'm ready to leave. A good day. Somebody who's petty enough should wait until literally they're starting to go in reverse to exit the door and walk up to that car. Just make it the most frustrating experience possible for this person. This next story is Little Sister Calling Me a Parasitic Leech. Enjoy the Amish lifestyle. I'm 28 years old and live in a small town where there's a lack of jobs. I moved back in with my parents since we have a good relationship. I buy all the groceries and pay some of the bills. My little sister, 16, however, was not happy. She was saying that I should be a man and move out again. A few weeks ago, however, she started continuously calling me a freeloader and a parasitic leech. My parents are anti-tech. They're not a part of a religious cult. They just avoid tech and live a simplistic life. The only modern tech they use is a laundry machine, a car, a flip phone, and a TV. They don't, however, take away our gadgets if we paid for it themselves. When I turned 18 and was looking for my first job, I had to handwrite a resume since we didn't have a computer or a printer. It's impossible to get a job while still in high school because of the small job market in our town. Now, my little sister was lucky. I bought her a PC, a smartphone, and a data mobile plan since she was a young child, yet she was continuously calling me a parasitic leech. Eventually, my little sister's constant name-calling got on my nerves, and I came up with a plan. I simply repossessed all of my belongings a few days ago. Now she is having the same childhood I had. Oh, and she stopped with the name-calling. Enjoy the Amish lifestyle, little sis. Edit, the smartphone and data is under an installment plan, and the PC was ordinarily kept in the living room and shared between my sister and I before I moved out. I didn't steal anything. You gotta love how when something like this happens and you take your stuff back because you're done putting up with somebody like this... All of a sudden, the name calling goes away. All of a sudden, they're so apologetic and nice and, oh, I didn't mean it, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that you're not going to enjoy your smartphone anymore. Our next story is Nanny Petty. This happened a few years back, but I still think about this jerk mom and get annoyed. She was a wealthy wasp mom in New York City, living in an expensive apartment in Chelsea. I was hired as a nanny for her two-year-old daughter, who I genuinely did adore. The mom and the dad were both child psychiatrists, which is honestly so bizarre because I wouldn't trust any child's development with this woman. She was super neurotic, passive-aggressive, judgmental, and snobby. She was always watching us on the multiple nanny cams in the apartment and constantly texting me about little things she didn't like. For example, her entire living room was decorated in expensive white and glass furniture if the kid as much walked through there, she would send me a crappy text. This was a two-bedroom apartment and a toddler. Now, I love kids. I'm a great nanny. The kid was well cared for and was always having a great time. The mom's constant condescension and creepy nanny cam spying was really getting to me, though. She went on a trip one week, and her husband went to work, as usual. He was cool, but he never did any of the child care. I suspect she wouldn't let him. So anyway, this one particular day during her trip, the kid is eating lunch and I'm walking around, picking toys and talking on the phone to my husband about something very serious. Our call was probably 5-7 to minutes max. I see the nanny cam light up as always, and a minute later I get a text that says, When you're with my daughter, I expect you to give her your full attention at all times. I don't pay you to talk on the phone. I just couldn't with her anymore. I ignored her text, but then late that night I texted her and said, I won't be coming back to watch the child, because I may have a phone call to make. Then I blocked her number. Her husband probably had to call out the next day, plus they were left without childcare the rest of the week, and she had to explain to him why I quit so abruptly. I'm certain she was furious, and I get so much satisfaction to think her vacation was ruined. Maybe not the most exacting revenge, but it felt good at the time. She sucked. Obviously, if you're paying somebody to be a nanny, you don't want them to be constantly on their phone. But God forbid they call somebody or they talk to somebody for a brief moment. I mean, you can do that while watching a kid. And obviously, it was in a very serious moment, which I think is more than understandable. Definitely, it seemed like this parent did suck to work for. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.